guys, we got breaking news. Jimmy Hayes gets the bench. He's and out. Rookie Anton Bleed gets the start. Right. It'll be his first NHL start. Unless he bleeds all over the ice. And he's actually. Uh, maybe he'll make someone else bleed all over the ice. He's maybe, at, maybe he'll drop the gloves a little bit here. I don't, I don't even know anything about him. Does he, he do that? No, he's the seventh Bruin to make his debut this year. Wow, yep. that's a lot of Bruins to make a their debut. A lot of rookies. He's a 21-year-old Sweden native. Um, had five goals and four assists for Providence this season. So well, he's I, been pretty productive. I think productive. it's pronounced Sweden, though. Sweden. Yes. So is it He's Swedish? Then how do you say his last name? Uh, Bleed. Oh, and Anton Bleed from Sweden. B L I D H. Yes. Bleed. So, so would it be Bleeda? This uh, this could be one of those names where like everyone's just saying it one way. Like that's how I heard it on the radio earlier okay. before I got here. I I heard uh, Jaffe on Nesson say it uh, as Bleed, but. Who knows? They might talk to him, and he might. Uh, <laughs> it's it could be something completely different. <laughs> I got no idea what to expect uh, from this kid. Uh, I mean, he's a young kid. Obviously, they're looking for maybe a spark. Uh, he's provided a little bit of offense uh, uh, against the Sabres. Yeah, against the Sabres, who are at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, where they usually are. Sabres. The, the Sabres. Sabres. It's that hummus team. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> it's, hummus. It's, it's, uh, uh, the Sabres are interesting to me because they've got young talent. Uh, they should be a team that's a little bit more on the up and up, but they're starting to remind me of the Oilers. You know how they'd bring in young talent year after year after year, but they were stupid enough to to just select offensive players year after year after year as well. Yeah. So they got uh, that kid Reinhardt, who's pretty talented. They got Jack Eichel, who's going to be one of the better uh, goal scorers, and especially uh, at his young age going forward, that guy's going to be a superstar in this league. So Don't watch, they have um, watch out for Eichel today? Evander Kane. Uh, Evander Kane is on their roster. They've got. They've got some good players. They just can't seem to piece it together this year. They're uh, the second-worst team in the Eastern Conference right now. Bruins are in seventh place, uh, which uh, is generally where you want to be around Thanksgiving. Uh, except the last two years. Where I have know. the Bruins been? They've been uh, in the-, the playoffs at Thanksgiving. They've been in the playoffs the in last March. two years in March, <laughs> and they've managed to blow it down the stretch. So, I mean, that, you can kind of throw that stat out the window. For the Bruins. Just for the Bruins, That's right? It. For everyone else, it still seems to apply. <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing that they're not in the mix just they yet. They are. They're, 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 the they, they are. But they're above the playoff line, which is, uh, you know, the stat has always been, as long as you're right there at the line, if you're the 7-8-9, you're generally going to be in the discussion going down the stretch. They have been in the discussion the last two years. But they blew it. It's just that, especially, like, you look at last year. Weren't they in first place? They were in first in the Atlantic. They <laughs> no, were, weren't they in first, like, no, in no, the no. They, they never reached first in the Eastern Conference because Washington was oh, just okay. outrageous. But they were in, like, second. The, yeah, they were in second or third place in the East uh, in March. In March with, like, 15 games or 20 games to go. And they blew it. Yeah, they definitely blew it. So, I, I mean, I hope that it's not... Uh, they got to learn their lesson, obviously, that that it doesn't mean crap that you're in the postseason picture right now. You know, there's still three quarters of the year to go. And so, it, it, hey, the Bruins have, for what it's worth, kept their heads above water. Uh, with, the, with the talent that, that they have on this roster, I wouldn't have even expected them to be in the position that they're in, let alone the fact that you had an injury to Tuka Rass for three games earlier this year, and now you've been without Zidane Chara for five, uh, uh, the past five games. I would have thought that they would have dropped uh, a few more games. But, you know, they're 5-4-1 they're and one in their last 10. If they can just kind of continue to do that just get every, by. every 10 games, you know, yeah. just, just stay above that 500 mark, they might be in good shape here. Uh, as we as we get further along in the season, I mean, right now you look at the teams that are in the mix. Uh, Bruins have 27 points. They're currently in seventh based on tiebreakers because you got Washington's in sixth, yeah. one point ahead of the, uh, one point ahead of them with 28, and then you have uh, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia tied with the Bruins. Both have uh, 27 points as well. well. Philly's not that good either. Philly's, I mean, got... I mean Philly's okay. They. They got Mason, but well, their offense is absurdly good. Yeah. Like they, they, that offense of Philly. Uh, just watching them the other day play against the Bruins, it's an exciting team to watch. But they are horrible defensively. 
Uh, Tampa Bay uh, having some struggles without Steven Stamkos. That's a team that's in the mix every single year. They've got good goaltending. They're well coached. Victor Hedman uh, leading that blue line. Tyler they're gonna Johnson. Be, they're uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, they got the kid Kucherov as well. They've got talent on that team. They're going to be in the discussion. Philly's always going to find a way to be in the discussion. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they'll be right there in the picture. Uh, New Jersey playing great, uh, great at home this year. They're right behind the Bruins along with Florida. Both of them have 26 points. So it's really a cluster right there when you're talking about the Eastern Conference teams that are ranked 6 through 11. There's only a difference of two points in yep. the standings. So these games right now, even though it's early in the year, these are the games that matter. Games against teams like Carolina, who you should beat. Carolina's in 14th place in the East, one of the worst teams uh, in the Eastern Conference. Now you play Buffalo, who's 15th in the Eastern Conference. Both teams tied with 23 points. When you're talking about teams you need to get points against, these are the teams that we're talking about. You need to beat the Carolinas and the Buffaloes of this league. You cannot have poor performances and be dropping points because every point is going to matter for a team like the Bruins going down the stretch. Well, and and like Philly, a, a team like Philly, um, would they give up two two goals in that game? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty good defensive performance by the Bruins, correct? I would say so. Yeah, considering that you know they got Giroux, they got Simmons, they they can play offense with the best of them. The the Flyers can. Right, and a guy that's playing really good offense for the Bruins lately is David Pasternak. He's been the, mean, their go-to guy. I mean, this guy's been on another level. I mean, even that just, shootout just goal to be traded. That shootout goal that he had, though, when, when he went backhand and then went to forehand, like he put a move on a goalie that it, it's elite. That's elite right there. Yeah, he's he's finally uh, he's figured out the shootout. Uh, in, in some way, you would expect a guy like Pasternak, who's shifty and quick. You know, he, he should be a guy that you can rely on in the shootout. It takes some time uh, for NHL players when they're young to sort of figure out goaltending tendencies you know that's that's almost like uh pitchers going up against hitters in baseball where it's that one-on-one -on -one sort of thing you need you need to get sort of a repertoire you need to read the book on certain goalies see where they uh, where they like to go how they play uh deeks versus how they play shots and you know Pasternak maybe he's starting to figure it out in the shootout and and that's big because this is a team that struggled to win shootouts not just because they don't have great scorers, but because Claude Julian would roll out Riley Nash and Jimmy Hayes before he would put out Marshand and Bergeron. Somehow, what a Claude Julian put thinks Tuka that, out that that's the right idea. Put Tuca out there. It might as well. <laughs> Tuca's got more points than Jimmy Hayes, but hey, Jimmy, uh, you know what? I, I, I don't want to keep bashing Jimmy Hayes. He but, scored a but goal. But you have to. I, I, I don't want to have to keep doing it. He scored He's, a goal. He, he, he ended that streak. Yeah, we he, can put it, it behind us. Uh, fine, whatever. He hadn't scored a goal in like fifty-eight games. No, I'm talking about it was going to happen he eventually. He hadn't scored a point all season. Yeah, he didn't have a point all year, and he hadn't scored a goal when you go back to last year. It was going on something like fifty-something games. I, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but it had been a serious drought for Jimmy Hayes. One goal does not change that. One goal does not change that. If you're John Scott, you can score one goal in this league. Right. All right. Anyone can can get a, a a redirection goal like he got against the Blues that night. It's not or whoever it was that he ended up scoring against. Jimmy Hayes is is horrible. Okay. And again, I don't want to keep bashing him. Please but, do. But this is this is where he's at right now. He's got to figure it out. He's not he's not a good enough player to be on this roster as currently constituted. He gets the uh, he gets the boot tonight. Good today. Sorry. Uh, and Anton Bleed comes up, and we'll see what Bleed. the uh, what the kid might be able to offer here. We'll see what he's made Bruins of. Bruins and Sabres are underway right now, by the way. We're about two minutes in. Uh, still nothing, nothing in that game. We'll update you if uh, if anything should Very happen in that game. Very similar uniforms. What, well, uh, well, what like, Buffalo and uh, the Bruins? The Bruins. It's just the, the yellow part. Uh, the yellow and the black. I'm, I'm talking like. Well, Buffalo no, doesn't have it, black. It's It's navy. Yeah, it's navy blue. Uh, it looks yeah. black. Yeah, it's no, a dark it looks... blue on this television. Might look uh, a little black. Yeah, it looks like a little black and gold yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, guys, so so the Bruins are actually tied for twenty third in goals scored this year. Right at fifty five. Okay, um, the people that are the teams that are in the mix, like the top ten. You know, you're reaching around the seventy mark. So just put things in perspective. They're not putting the pucks in the net. 
They're doing it defensively, as Dave said. You know, Tukarask is holding his ground, 12 and 4 record. They're, aren't they a top five defensive team with yeah, goals they, against? Yeah, they are. Uh, they've given up 54 goals, which is good enough for, let's see, third best in the Eastern Conference. And overall, looks like they are uh, fifth. So, so they're a top five defense this year, so, yeah. somehow. somehow. Just like the way. Patriots are a top three defense, It's right? a little different. It's a little different, okay? Because I, I do think that you can rely on a guy like Carlo, uh, which means when Chara comes back, I think you can depend a little bit more on, on Chara because some of the pressure's been taken off. Chara's still an elite player in this league. He's a big, imposing defenseman. He can still play with the best of them. But you can't lean on him that much. You can't have him out there for 28 minutes a night. You don't want Tory Krug out there for 28 minutes a night either, but he has stepped up his defensive game big time. And in Chara's absence, he's uh, he's racked up five points. Yeah, and I think it helps Tuka Rask. I mean, he's 12-4-1 with a 9-3-8 uh, save percentage. Tuka has been awesome. He's been on fire. 427 saves this season, 25 saves per game. Put right. that in perspective. And, and that'll tell you the story there, the save percentage. Tuka has faced pretty quality opportunities almost every night he's been out there. He's been a stone wall I, out there. I feel like some games, uh, it wasn't their night. The, the, during yeah, the avalanche. Where they had like 20 shots on goal. It was... Uh, might have been twelve. Yeah, it was. It was something around 10. that. That game against the Avalanche, uh, or no, there was a game against the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, that one too. Where the Jets, it's at like midway through the third had period, had twelve shots on had, goal. Well, not even just that. They had two even strength shots on right. goal. They had at some point uh, midway through that game against the Jets, the Bruins defense had held the Winnipeg Jets, who are one of the better offensive teams in the league, to just two even strength shots on goal. Yeah, they're top ten in the NHL. I don't, I don't care what kind of night the Jets are having. No, to have your defense step up like that and to just to to hold them to that few scoring opportunities, impressive. That is impressive. And uh, and you know what? As much as we've looked at Claude Julian the past few years, and we've uh, and I don't think that I've been as hard on Julian as a lot of people in this area have been when it comes to sports talk radio. No, I'm shocked. Julian is a good. Hockey coach, everyone. He is one of the best hockey coaches in the league today. All right? There's a reason he's the assistant coach of Team Canada. Whenever they have a, a World Cup or the Olympics, there's a reason Claude Julian is part of that coaching staff. He's a good coach. Now, the last two years, I thought it was time for a change just because sometimes the coach loses the locker room. But I had never, I have never said, you got to get Julian out of here because he's a bad hockey coach. This guy is a great coach, okay? And now maybe that you've had some roster turnover, you've got some new faces, new ears for Julian to preach to, maybe that's what's making the difference here, okay? And I know he's never liked coaching young players, but you sort of force his hand here. Yeah, you have to. You get some young players on this roster, yeah. and, and this year in particular, as opposed to last year, I think that last year Julian had to take a look at his talent on defense and say, we're not going to win. By playing defense, we're gonna win by play, by scoring. We need to outscore the other team. Well, they gotta start doing that soon. Well, and they do need the offense to chip in this year. But I also think Sweeney and Neely had something to do with the coaching style last year. I think they wanted to try and get away from that defensive style that Julian loves to coach because they didn't think they had the talent to be able to play defense and win two to one, one to nothing games against opponents. This year, it's been the opposite. I think that they've probably said, "Hey, Claude, you know what?" We had you coaching a style that you weren't really comfortable coaching last year. This year, do your thing, man. Do whatever you need to. Whatever you're most comfortable coaching these players up on, coach them up. And that's defense. Yeah. Claude Julian is a defensive uh, mastermind in this league. He's one of the best coaches in the league yeah. when it comes to defensive scheming. And this year, I think adding Brandon Carlo, we we've mentioned it's made Chara have to be leaned on less. It's it's helping Chara perform better because he has to be leaned on less. And you've got guys like McQuaid and Tory Krug who are still part of this defensive core, and Krug has stepped up his game defensively. So now you're now you're looking at a team, and of course the offense still great at playing two ways. Yeah. So now you've got a team that's focused more on defense. It's not going to last though. No, it won't, Dave. But I, I like your point, and I I totally agree with you. I was going to say that maybe. 
weight has been taken off the shoulders of Zdeno Chara, even to Garask. Um, you know, to Garask, like I said, 12-4-1 with the 9-3-8 save percentage. There's a reason for it. Totally. There, there's no goals being scored here Well, and uh, there's ag- no qu- against it. The quality chances are down. That's yes. the thing. Uh, we've always said this about Tuca, you know, and it always drove me crazy that he just couldn't come up with the big saves at the right time. He's He's been a goalie that has been moderately dependent on a defensive scheme in front of him protecting his net. You know, so now you've got a now you've got the defense sort of on a roll here. Yeah, you got a strategy and, going into every game, right? And you've got to you've got to at least think that Tuca's numbers this year are somewhat thanks to the fact that the Bruins are playing much better defense. What? I don't care what goalie you are in this league, if you if you got a defense that's just letting up quality chance after quality chance, you're gonna give up goals. And we said in the past maybe that more opportunities for Tuca to have a chance on. You know, maybe feeling out what scores can do what, you know, will help him in, in the end. But I think also having a real good defense in front of you really solidifies maybe, you know, a couple of saves here and there where he doesn't have to stand on his head as much as he used to. Absolutely, man. And, and not to mention just the confidence level in, in, bo- in both respects. When you're talking about a goalie having confidence in his defense and a defense having confidence in their goalie, that goes so far in hockey. So you've got a goalie who's lights out right now in Tuka Rask. I think he's going to be there uh, in the conversation for the Vezina Trophy this year. And you've got a defense that's starting to clamp down. If both of those units are trusting each other, you just need the offense to to come along a little bit. Uh, uh, This team is solid, okay? They've performed... Eh, adequately, you know they're right. They're right there in the mix, of course. And and we always say, if you're in the mix right now, you're going to be in the mix down the stretch. They will be. This team, as long as they get a little bit of the offense going, which it should, because they got too many talented players on offense. They were top five offense last year. They still basically got the same roster. The offense will come. They'll figure it out. And as long as they keep going uh, the way that the defense and Tuca's been going, it should be a good team. Yeah, the Bruins need to develop their camaraderie and chemistry as they go along throughout the season. When we come back from break, I will bring you five questions here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, celebrating 10 years as Manchester's sports station. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Can we come up with something original when when the Bruins struggle, other than fire Claude Julian? You have one of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up there. (laughs) Yeah, it's up there. The man who you think you should be depending on to carry the load is 39, and his legs are giving out on him, and he skates like he's in molasses. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPN NH Radio. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger, families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance to United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately the woman apologized profusely, saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful. So thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. 
it's always good to ask if someone's assistance. Sergeant R.J. Anderson was devastated after learning he would never walk again. My world turned upside down. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. PVA offers amazing support and opportunities. To learn more, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Al Horford and the Celtics beat the Sacramento Kings last night at TD Garden 97-92. According to Basketball Reference, Horford, with a little bit of history being made last night, he became the first NBA player to tally at least 26 points, four three-pointers, six blocks, and two steals in a single game. DeMarcus Cousins racked up 28 points and nine boards in the loss. The Green are right back at it tonight. They travel to Philly to play the 76ers. Tip-off is at 7.30. The Bruins and Sabres are underway in Buffalo, currently knotted at zero. Tuka Rask in the net today. Uh, Anton Bleed called up from Providence. Jimmy Hayes is out. Patrice Bergeron active as well after questions about him missing practice yesterday. Uh, Tuka Rask in net against Jack Eichel, Eichel and the Sabres. Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski underwent successful back surgery to repair his uh, herniated disc. In his back yesterday, nine players listed as questionable for the Patriots. Martellus Bennett, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. Among them, Tavon Austin is doubtful for Los Angeles. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium tomorrow is at 1 o'clock. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Harvey Construction, New Hampshire's go-to construction management company. Visit HarveyConstruction.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right up. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer the question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM Nashua. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 1250 AM Manchester. What did you say? At ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation. And welcome back. It's five questions segment uh, with yours truly, um, David Pollard, Brian Rose doing the ones and twos. So she Sharma's out today. So it's just the three of us for five questions, and I got it this oh, week. Yeah. So guys, uh, let's begin. Um, Bart Scott. Um, this this is our buzzer today. Bart Scott. Less wear and tear on the bad day. On the bad day. All right, Brian. Question one. Less wear and tear on the bad day. <laughs> I love it. So guys, I've been on an ice cream like you know trend recently, and um, Yingling has just mowing, uh, just ice, mowing cream? ice cream. I, I don't know why, but I just been on an ice cream trend. Okay. Um, Yingling actually has their own type of ice cream with okay. alcohol in it. No, without alcohol, because when the um, kettles froze up, they used to go to ice cream to hmm. develop. I know. Okay. Fun fact of the day. Yeah. Um, but well, I want to know. Oldest brewery in the country as well, Yangling. It is. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, if there was a beer that you could somehow develop an ice cream, what would you choose? And, like, what, what type of ice cream would you choose? Like, chocolate chip cookie dough with, Ooh. like, a shipyard cinnamon taste? Like, get creative with it. Oh, I would try and get as close to the root beer flavor as possible and just kind of go with standard, like, root beer float, you know? I don't know if I would like ice cream in any beer, to be honest. Like I, ice cream I don't know flavored what I with like a little bit of beer in it, like like uh, the flavor. Just like a, oh, like an ice cream flavored beer. Beer. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of see what you're getting at. Well, there. you could go either way. Ice cream, you know. Fla uh, uh, I thought it was beer flavored ice cream. You could do that too. Well, and that that just doesn't sound very uh, appetizing to me. Okay. Like not even slightly. Oh. Not, uh, not your beer, grandfather's beer root beer? Fla beer flavored ice cream sounds gross, in fact. Uh, but I would go with. Uh, I would. I tried. To, I would have to go with Cookie Monster. Ooh. Yep. Nice. I'd have no choice but to go with Cookie Monster uh, beer. <laughs> and and uh, who would develop it? Who would make it? 
Uh, probably uh, whatever uh, whatever a brewery makes the Green Monster already, right? There's like a Green Monster IPA or something like that. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Well, so this is uh, just Cookie Monster IPA. Ooh, yeah, I like it. I'd make like a chocolate mint type. Chocolate mint. Yeah, yeah, I well, that's like Cookie Monster, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Well, chocolate mint. It's yeah. different. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still mint. Breaking news, Carlos Beltran signed with the Astros, just so everyone knows. Oh, so there no. goes that pipe dream, everybody. One year, $16 million. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Red Sox no longer in the running Well, Beltran. Just wanted to let you know. Ken That's Rosenthal tweeted it out. Source confirmed it. So. All right. Brian, what... That that that's like a down Demi Downer for <laughs> Sorry, me. Sorry, I cho- wanted Carlos Beltran. I didn't. Chocolate mint, chocolate mint beer, <laughs> something like that, something along those lines. All right. Sweet. With like mini chocolate chips in it. Brian, mm. question two. Less wear and tear on the body. So guys, MLB free agency has started, and, and with the CBA in place, it's been a couple of months. We just found out the news on Carlos Beltran signing with the Astros. So who Full else? No trade clause, by the way. Full no trade clause. Beltran, yeah. Wow. Well, I wouldn't have expected him to be traded uh, with a one-year deal anyway. <laughs> right. So who else is out there that you think could help out that DH position? Now, you think the DH position is overrated. You can interchange. But if there's a specific hitter that you would want to put into that spot in free agency or any player to add to the roster, the, the Red Sox. add to the roster, or can you just be currently on the roster? No, you have to add to the roster. Why? You have to add to the roster. That's the question. It's just part of the rules. That's the question. I mean, the obvious choice is Encarnacion. Is it not? Mike Napoli. Obviously. Maybe a guy like Napoli. Sure. I I don't find the designated hitter position to be important. I know you don't. I I really don't. It's the most overrated position, and we only overrated here in Boston and in New England because we had the greatest DH of all time. So we're just accustomed to believing that we need production out of that position. We don't. No, you don't. We don't. You don't. Plug in whoever you want. Pablo I don't, can I don't, sit I don't, in there. I don't care who no. it is. Pablo's not pa- doing that. Pablo's going to do that. For all I care, Pablo can be the DH. <laughs> right. Or Travis Shaw. Whoever's not going to play third Shaw. base, yeah. go ahead and put him at DH. I like, Honestly. I like I, Travis Shaw. Otherwise, if you really want to go ahead and spend millions of dollars for a position that doesn't matter... Good luck. Go ahead and get Encarnacion. Yeah. That's all you got to do. If, you, if you're willing to spend millions of dollars on a DH when no team really has the uh, like a good DH in the American League anymore, you you had the best one of all time, go ahead and do it. I, I Like, fine, whatever. What, what, I just don't think it matters. What if they trade Jackie Bradley and go out and get Jose Batista, and Jose Batista could be the guy to plug in right field or the DH. Or they trade, or who, what would they trade Jackie Bradley for? To, to get a starter. You, you need a starter. That you do. That, I think that's the first priority. But there's no starter on the open market. and that Chris Sale might f- be. Free agency. Sonny Gray. For signing. Oh, yeah. No, free agency, no. You, you no. need to. There's garbage on You that. need to yes. trade for a pitcher. This is like the worst free agency for pitchers ever. But right. I think it's possible you could get a starting pitcher if you're willing to you give up You can also get enough. some nice bullpen arms. Greg Holland's out there. Sure. Yeah, you need help in the bullpen, definitely. Didn't uh, Jeremy Hellickson, like... Um, he accepted a, like, a the qualifying, qualifying offer. offer. Yeah. yeah. It was like $21 million. That was the best pitcher on the open market. Yes. Not anymore. Wow. Yeah. He, he wasn't... Yeah. Uh, he, he's good for a number four starter in the American League. Well, yeah. Don't forget you got Carson Smith coming back. Oh, yeah. True. In, like, July. All right. So, uh, Brian, question three. Less wear and tear on the body. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, guys. So I've watched some insane videos, including a guy riding a bike on a uh, bridge railing. Okay. Oh, so geez. I'm going to give you three options, and you have to select them in order. Um, would you rather ride a bike on the Golden State Bridge in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Would you rather climb the Eiffel Tower or skydive over a city of your choice. Keep uh, in mind, you are wearing a harness throughout well, this entire thing. Eiffel Tower. You go Eiffel Tower. At night. At night. With the lights on. Okay, and then what about the Golden Bra- uh, Golden Gate Bridge, riding a, a bike on there? No. On, on the railing, I'm Oh, saying. no, no. Hold on. That's scary. But you're wearing a harness. I don't care. It's scary. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna take the harness out of the equation. Take the harness out. Go I ahead. I do Eiffel Tower. Then what do, do you it. do? Eiffel Tower. Ooh. No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. You skydive. No, 
What? You don't have a harness. You'll die. You're skydiving. You have a parachute. No, you don't. That's the one thing you don't need a you harness don't. for. Nope. You're not going to skydive out of the out of a plane. You took away the harness. <laughs> you took away it's the like harness. The harness is Committing different. Committing suicide no, doing you, that. You took away the harness. No. Harness is different than parachute. The harness parachute. is where the parachute a is. Sky, Actually, Brian's kind of right. Skydiving. Right. The harness is where the parachute is. You can't skydive without a parachute. It's not skydiving anymore. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> di it's diving. Sky, no, it's sky jumping. It's, it's sky dying. just jumping off the plane. And sky dying. Trying to kill yourself. Well, I think that the question's just a little more interesting if you take the harness out of the equation. Yeah, like, so wait, you don't have do the you parachute. You, you have to have a parachute. No, because uh, it's attached to the harness. Then, then you have to immediately eliminate that possibility. So, so the rankings without, with a harness. With a harness, I would want to climb the Eiffel Tower. See? Okay. Yeah. Without yeah. a harness, you don't do any of them. <laughs> well, if you had to choose, if you had to choose, it would probably be climbing the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, but the water. No, you wouldn't make it. Yeah, but San Francisco has water right next to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, that's, I know it's high. Yeah, if you, you fall off, yeah, maybe you make it. Your impact will kill you. Well, maybe. Well, you'll, you'll die. High. You'll die either way, guys. Right. Any of these ways, you'll you'll die without, the it, harness. without a harness. Yeah, that's why I want the harness. I don't want to be too like vulgar and like, you know, uh, gory. Yeah, but I mean, it still it makes it more interesting if you don't have the harness on. Which one you would select to do? True. Uh, absolutely, it makes it more interesting. So would you jump out of a plane without a parachute? Or no, a that's the problem with that. Okay, so like, okay, if the harness is gonna be considered the parachute in the sky, in the sky. Uh, diving equation here. You climb the Eiffel. No, no, tower. I go with the golden. I uh, go the Golden Gate Bridge. All right, absolutely, because I still got a shot. If I fall in the, I don't care how high that is. I fall in the water. I'm, um, I got a, a better shot than falling <laughs> no, all the way don't. from the top of the Eiffel Tower no, onto onto concrete. Do you not know? <laughs> I do. Do you not know about service tension? Of course, I know tension? about that. But what, how high tension? is the Golden Gate Bridge? You don't know. It's high enough it's, that it's, you'll die. I, I've seen people jump off uh, for the. Oh, the Bruins just scored. By the way, everybody. Uh, I've seen. People do the uh, the, the jumping at uh, the top of the uh, the modern art center in Boston. Oh yeah, the, the Red Bull skydiving. Oh, that's you, easy. You have people jumping from like four-story buildings into the into the harbor in Boston. You just got to pencil dive when you when you go in. Right, you just gotta know how yeah, to hit the water. Yeah, but you're you're on a bike. Well, yeah, it makes a difference. You gotta adjust. <laughs> you gotta have to adjust. Better. You still have a better chance at survival if you if you fall off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Than you do if you fall off the top of the Eiffel Tower, okay? It is true. Or if you jump out of a plane without a parachute. No one go and do any of these things. <laughs> don't don't do any of that. No, wear, no I'm not entertaining. I, I really did make it worse by, by bringing in the... That's why I said wearing a harness. I'm trying <laughs> to play the safe game here. You do have to be wearing a harness if you go and do any of those things. <laughs> you took it excessively. Dude, I, I made it more extreme, you okay? Did. I like it, I like I it. I did. All right, Brian, question four. <laughs> Less wear and tear on the bad day. Bad day. All right, guys. Ugly sweater parties are a common theme, and they'll, they'll probably begin soon if they haven't already. Um, but what are the better uh, ugly sweaters out there? And if you had to customize one, you know, what would you choose? You want to go first? You can go first. Why? Just Good. keep it clean. <laughs> keep, keep it clean. A picture of Ashish's face. On a sweater. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a scary sweater. Ooh. Yeah, that's no, ugly, too. Well, I mean, that's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> I would be scared to see anybody's face on a sweater, honestly. Yeah, right. Because that's just creepy. It's like seeing people's faces on a jack-o'-lantern. A sheesh eating like a pastry. Oh, it says pa now uh, you, now you're pastries. adding yeah. pastries to the equation as yeah. well? Jeez. It's supposed to be an ugly sweater. Yeah. I mean, it's so... <laughs> Jeez. I gave you, I gave you this idea. I know, too, I, I, the and, show. and I completely uh, forgot. forgot to actually think about it as, right. as the show was going on. We don't all think right. a lot on this show anyway. So ugly sweater, it has <laughs> to be like clashing colors. So give me like an orange and blue sweater. Okay. Gross, just disgusting. Nets? Orange and blue. Yeah. Uh, or Clemson, you know, any of that crap. Clemson Those, has no blue. Don't no, they though? Orange. They have orange. Doesn't and Clemson? Oh wait, no. What's the team That's with Florida. the blue field? It's Florida. Florida. Boise State. Boise State, or yeah. No, too, it's yeah. not Florida. It's Boise State. <laughs> they're both orange or blue, though. Uh, either way, they're gross. Um, Mets. Mets are gross. The Mets are disgusting as well. Uh, the reason why I'm asking you this is because I need ideas because I got an ugly sweater party coming up. Well, Just mean, go okay, buy so, one. So, fine. Rem remain festive. Get something that's, like, you know, uh, uh, tree-colored. You know, okay. uh, some crap green color. All right. Something like that. Uh, you've got to have a ridiculous pattern. Uh, maybe just like uh, Charlie Sheen's face 
Okay. Over and over again as the top layer. And then underneath, you have Mickey Rourke's face <laughs> just <laughs> going across the bottom layer. And then, and then underneath that, you can have like some reindeer just running across to make sure people know that it's Christmas. Santa okay. dabbing. That that's one. <laughs> Santa dabbing. That's a pretty good one. Actually. That's actually I've seen that. Good. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, that would sure. be a funny, ugly sweater. Yeah, yeah. It really would. There are there are a lot out there that I cannot say on air because they're pretty vulgar. Well, but on the back, you have to have winning on mine. Oh, hashtag right. winning. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, for yeah. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Nobody get Donald Trump on this sweater though. Don't do it. No. Uh, only the picture of him with his hair blowing upwards. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, you could. And it says huge. Huge. And also, you're fired. All right. Brian, question five. Less wear and tear on the body. So, guys, one of my coworkers had a discussion recently with another coworker in regards to Westworld versus The Purge, okay? I'm going to add The Walking Dead into the mix. But which one of these plots do you think you would survive, will be able to survive in? And uh, what would Westworld. you not choose? Westworld. Wait, uh, what were the choices? Sorry. So you got Westworld, Purge, and The Walking Dead. Uh, I, uh, Westworld because the, the robots aren't allowed to kill you except when they go haywire. Well, I mean, the, I think that it might be heading to a place where they're going to become very dangerous. Yes. Right, but, but I think you're more apt to survive that than okay, well, zombie it, attacks and a free day well, where no, everyone kills no, no, each no, other. No, no, no. If I, all right, so let's just let's play out Westworld a little bit because, uh, uh, and we're not blowing anything for anyone. You can by also quit Westworld. You can't quit The Walking Dead or The Purge. Okay, but say you're say you're trapped in Westworld when the when trapped? the robots go haywire. The berries are dead because the robots can control all the technology in there. All right, because they're smarter than us. The, yeah. They are. So just pretend we it's, control them. Just just pre- well, this is the point, right? We don't know play what's going to happen. We don't know what will happen in Westworld, but my assumption is. Is that the humans will lose control of the artificially intelligent robots, yes. and that the robots are going to probably mount some sort of war against human beings. And if the, I don't want to mess with no artificially intelligent robots, no, they'd be the they'd be the smartest ones. Yeah, they, not they to would mention take the over. most powerful because they're not even alive. They get, they can't die if they if they become powerful enough. I'm not messing with no artificial intelligence. <laughs> All right, that is that is plain and simple. People in the purge, fine, oh, whatever. I'll stay indoors. I- I'm not gonna partake. They can just break into your house and yeah, kill you. Yeah, you see the beginning of fine. Purge Two. Fine, they literally just break not, down the not, door. Not like those movies. Uh, plots aren't ridiculous or anything like that. <laughs> uh, in the Purge One, the only reason that that family ended up in trouble was because the little girl decided to let one of the guys in. You can't uh, do that. You can't do that. You, you could have just broken down the door anyway. No, they had like a, a rich person's uh, like shut-in shut-in house. Basically, it was like a barricaded house. Yeah, yes. it was barricaded. But, but, yeah. but if they bought one of those uh, heat-seeking missiles and just fired at your house, you're done. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like they have heat heat-seeking missiles. Some people might. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. It, it is the purge. It's the right. most. It's you go steal right. one of those. It's the most absurd <laughs> plot of any movie ever made. It is. All right, but I guess if you're out there on the street, it's dangerous. But I I feel like I'd have more of a shot at survival. Uh, than against a bunch of uh, a bunch of robots set out to kill me. So you think you could survive the purge, but you wouldn't want to test the Westworld. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in Westworld when the okay. when the crap finally hits the fan. Let's put it that way, and the robots start uh, fighting back. Uh, Walking Dead. Have you seen how slow those zombies are? <laughs> you can outrun them. Oh my god. We- but then, yeah, <laughs> Just- but then you're dealing with the people like Negan. Yeah, sure. That want to kill you. Even even that. Even that is just like, wh- it, seriously, are we really going to bump into people like that in the zombie apocalypse? Or don't you, you think that humanity might just figure, hey, you know what? I bet we have a better shot at surviving if we just all work together instead of no, killing each there's other. There's a lot of evil people out yeah. there. But. Yeah, I don't know how evil people would get. But we'll, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see someday when we the will? zombie apocalypse happens. All right, cool. We'll, we'll find out. Brian, what about you? I, I said I I do Westworld. You Westworld, and okay. I would stay away from the purge. Wow. Yeah. So yeah but I thought you couldn't. Cave. I thought you couldn't stay away from the purge. You're right. They're gonna find you, you anyway and break into your house with right, heat seeking missiles. Right. That's why I would not want to be anywhere there. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, you you have no choice. Yes, I do. No, no. You don't. Yeah. The, the purge. You're involved in one of the three. Which would you rather? I told you, Westworld. Yeah. You'd rather do Westworld, but he's trying to avoid the purge. But you can't avoid the purge. You can always avoid everything. 
I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think so. You can avoid sex. It's yeah, okay. You can't. You can't avoid everything uh, for your entire life. <laughs> you can. No. No. Uh, you... other, otherwise, you're not living. The the thing about <laughs> the thing about The Walking Dead and Westworld is it's a game, right? And uh, right, Westworld is technically you gotta be strategic. A game, yes. I gotta. I just gotta say this because it was it's like episode, Hunger Games. There was an episode of The Walking Dead like maybe three weeks ago, and this is now what two years into the zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah. There's a guy who's who's looking for a guy that leaves uh, the bad guys camp. Uh, if you're familiar with the show, the bad guy's name is Negan. So this dude leaves Negan's camp. He sends out a, a guy to go look for him because no one's allowed to leave the camp. So after the, a whole entire episode of this one guy searching for this one other guy, he finds him in the middle of a wide open road fight, uh, struggling with one single zombie. Yeah. He kills me. What, what, what kind of a bozo do you have to be to get into a wrestling match with one zombie on a wide open road, you could walk right around the thing. You could. And what are you doing on an open road anyway? That show is losing me. It <laughs> like, is. Like, losing it, credibility. Come on now. There's no way you get stopped by one <laughs> single zombie. You could. On a wide open road where you could literally you could. Hey, walk right zombie. around the thing. That thing's powerful. Dude, if you're just walking and you're tired, that thing will catch you. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah especially if you walk within five feet of it. You could, you could have seen it probably a mile down the road. But Unless hey, it came out of the woods and then I gotta, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's I gotta, a zombie. I got to stay on the main road where people are definitely going to be looking for me. And I see this zombie coming up and I'm going I'm to come within inches of it and we'll see what happens. Moral of the story, guys. <laughs> don't mess with robots. Okay. I wouldn't. Don't I mess wouldn't. with robots. You can mess with zombies. Guys, when we come back from break, it's the conclusion of the sports blast. We got the blast off coming up here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. You can win tickets for the big Monday night game against Baltimore just by watching the Pats take on the L.A. Rams with ESPN New Hampshire and Bud Light. This is Pete Terrier inviting you to join me and Lindsay the Bud Light Girl for an ESPN New Hampshire Patriots viewing party at the Halligan Tavern in downtown Derry. We'll have lots of prizes and giveaways, and someone watching the Pats and Rams with us at the Halligan Tavern on Sunday will win a pair of tickets to the next New England home game on Monday night, December 12th. The Halligan Tavern, 32 West Broadway, or Route 102 in downtown Derry. ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz. It's not just Steve Kerr. It's just the entire team. They want to get every foul called their way, and it is annoying. And Steve Kerr complaining and his face turning red and yelling at the referees and demeaning the referees and Draymond Green surprised afterwards, who, by the way, I wish, would just shut up already. I have to hear from him on a daily basis complaining about this, complaining about that, but he's surprised that he got a flagrant one. I saw the play. He should have gotten a flagrant one. They have everything. And so sometimes in life, Dan, when the person who has everything is sitting there and they're still complaining and whining like little babies, it gets tiresome. And that's where I've arrived with the Golden State Warriors. You have everything. And you want the calls now, too? Get over yourselves. Sometimes the best seats in the house are above it. In college football, that's the Goodyear blimp. And for more than 60 years, we've seen what it takes to be worthy. It takes toughness, dedication, and perseverance. Because seasons aren't measured by wins and losses, but by heart. Some call it hard work, determination, or grit. We call it blimp-worthy. Goodyear, official sponsor of the college football playoff. Guys, the customer appreciation sale is here at JCPenney with great deals on fine jewelry to show how much you appreciate her. We have extended store hours this Saturday, giving you extra time to pick out the perfect gift. Show her how special she is and get 25% off fine jewelry, like select diamond, gold, and silver pieces already 40 to 60% off. Need an idea? Diamond studs are all up to 50% off. The customer appreciation sale at JCPenney. That's getting your pennies worth. Valid 12-1 to 12-6. Some exclusions apply. Check newspaper at jcp.com for coupon and details. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I, I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, Good morning, Marine. 
PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Al Horford and the Celtics beat the Sacramento Kings last night at TD Garden, 97-92. According to basketball reference, Horford, with a bit of history last night, becoming the first NBA player to tally at least 26 points, four three-pointers, six blocks, and two steals in a single game. DeMarcus Cousins racked up 28 points and nine boards in the loss. The Green are right back at it tonight. They travel to Philly to play the 76ers. Tip-off is at 7.30. Bruins and Sabres are underway in Buffalo. Currently, it is nothing. In the first intermission, who was that? Tim Schaller got the goal? Now we'll figure out who got the goal. We'll, we'll let you know. Oh, Carlo. Brandon Carlo with the lone goal for the Bruins in the first period. Anton Bleed called up from Providence. Jimmy Hayes is out. Patrice Bergeron active as well after questions about him missing practice yesterday. Tuka Rask is in net today. Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski underwent successful back surgery to repair a herniated disc yesterday. Nine players listed as questionable for New England, including Martellus Bennett, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Chris Hogan. Tavon Austin is doubtful for Los Angeles. Kickoff from Gillette Stadium tomorrow is at 1 o'clock. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, the home of Bob's way of doing business. Shop mybobs.com and save. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heels. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Right on. Two, one. What is this? It's kind of like a free-for-all fun fest. ESPN New Hampshire. They're talking about their stats in 14 mile an hour plus winds. The winds aren't going to be 14 plus miles an hour. We couldn't wait for the forecast to come out to find out that this story wasn't relevant at all. Shut up, Dave! 900 AM Nashua. There's a reason why he's playing back because he wants out. I don't want to hear your excuses. So you probably go to the Lakers just to live it up in LA. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Now how do you like them apples? I don't like the sound of them apples. And 12.50 a.m. Manchester. Mm-hmm. I've seen your picture somewhere. It's in the encyclopedia. It's the blast. The Sports Blast. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I didn't know all that. This ends now! It's the blast off, guys. The final segment of the show. Um, Brandon Carlo actually had the assist. Uh, David Krejci tapped it in. Right. Um, it was a great play by the Bruins, though. Yeah, nice little deflection there. Uh, Krejci got some good position in front. Brandon Carlo, they uh, they worked the puck around to uh, the left point, and Carlo with a bomb, and Krejci, good positioning in front of the net, gets the redirect, goes top shelf. Yep, Bruins. One nothing Bruins. Bruins got the lead, which is great to hear. Uh, a, cu- a couple of updates. Um, Tiger Woods is kind of back to form. Uh, Ten under at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. Um, four back from Matsuyama. Um, also want to bring up, I'm actually going to the Providence College URI game, Battle of URI, uh, Rhode Island. Um, URI is ranked 21st in the country, so it's, it's going to be good to see uh, those teams go at it. But we're going to talk about the, the Pats and Rams right now. Uh, this b- game is going to be big in Gillette. Um, I, I think from a mental standpoint, I want to see how the Patriots react to the news of Gronkowski. I want to see if these guys really step up in ordinary fashion or is it going to take more work for them to figure out without Rob Gronkowski. You know, Martellus Bennett's going to have to step up. LeGarrette Blunt's going to have to hold the rock against a, a strong uh, run defense in the Rams. So I just want to bring it up to the table. What do you guys think of tomorrow's game? Do you think there's a lot of expectations at hand? Well, I think it's a nice way to sort of ease yourself into life without Rob Gronkowski. If you're the Patriots, you're going up against the Rams. Right. The LA freaking Rams. Mm -hmm. You you could beat them with Tom Brady having one hand tied behind his back. Okay. I don't think you could. I'm pretty sure you could. No. I'm almost positive that that you could still win if Tom Brady had his opposite throwing on. Have you seen that defensive line? They'll get after Dude, the quarterback. I don't give a crap about what they can do on defense. Aaron this, Donald this is, is not a, a good team. We, we can pretty much. Uh, they're uh, not a good offensive we, we, team. They're good defense. They're not a good team. They're in a good general, defensive man. team. 
They hold just, on, hold they, on a minute. Now I got to prove you wrong. They, they just have a, a bad coach and a poor offense. Right. Um, they have a good defense. It, it is. Um, Joiner, I believe, is is their secondary member who's pretty Kendricks, good. Kendricks, I believe, is one of their. Kendricks. They they have a, a decent core within their front seven. Um, they're a good defensive team, overall team. I agree, Dave. They're atrocious. But when it comes to, like I said, I just want to see how these players react. They're going to realize that they don't have their bona fide guy on the field with Tom Brady being the guy under center, okay? They're going to have to have Julian Edelman step up. Chris Hogan has actually come along and been a, a great member for the Patriots. Malcolm Mitchell has stepped up even more over the past th- two games. Right. Okay, so, the, the L.A. Rams defense is 13th in the league at giving up points, so they're a middle-of-the-pack defense. I'm they're saying, nothing I'm special. saying run defense. Pa- Patriots. They're uh, nothing special. Patriots are top three. What does that mean? I didn't say that the Patriots defense was anything special either. I, I, I in fact, earlier in yes, the show, I said the complete opposite. I think that they suck. Stupid stat in the NFL. How is it that stupid when you're talking about a team that only scores 170 points uh, this year and is the worst offense in the league? Yeah, they're a bad offense. Yeah, well, they're, the, they're the worst yes. scoring offense in the league. Yes, but they have and on top of it, they have a middle of the pack defense against uh, for points allowed. Yes, uh, I'm. Hold on a minute. Now I got to prove you wrong even further. You're, you're making me continue to prove you wrong. Keep going. No, but you, you got you got to look at who they're playing too. They got the 49ers. The Cardinals aren't you know anything to talk about. Um, even when they they played each other, I, I think it was a low scoring uh, affair. Right. Um, but w- when you look at it, I mean, it is going to be a wash, Dave. I, I I feel like you know the Patriots just literally going to stop all over the Rams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Rams have any sort of semblance of a chance, and that's what I meant when I said you could have one arm tied behind Brady's back and you could still win. Obviously, it's hyperbole. <laughs> No, but I, I the defense uh, of the Rams is good, so they're gonna go up against the the offense, the top five, arguably I'm one just of the saying, best offenses in the game. Don't think the Patriots are gonna put like 35, 40 okay, points uh, on the Rams. Fine, whatever. Uh, their rush defense is twentieth in the league. Oh, it is. Yes, they're they're not good. What's their pass uh, defense? Their pass defense is seventh. Okay, they they give up fewer pass yards. Okay, in terms of uh, how it's relative to the rest of the league. That doesn't concern me because Tom Brady's your quarterback. I, I, I like. Why do I have to go out of my way to make like I have the I'm eye test going here? I just don't think the right? Patriots are just gonna. They, they are actually 14th in points allowed, and they are 20th in the, in rush defense. They are ninth overall in in total yards, yeah. seventh in pass yards. They're there's they're so so defensively. They are middle of the pack. They top, have the worst. Top 10. O- they have the worst. Offense in the league, period. Yes, that's that's the thing that hurts the Rams, not their defense. Yeah, they're I'm just all, saying, their offense is don't bad. expect 28, like 28 to 35 points from the Patriots. Why the, not? I, de- that is what I expect. Their defense is better than their offense, and when Tom Brady goes up against that kind of situation, he really wraps it up with a bow. He, he already knows what what it what it is about um, before the game even starts. So the defense of the Rams is really gonna have to get in Tom Brady's head. And maybe eliminate some of the options that he has. Yeah. Just don't uh, don't be uh, disillusioned when the Patriots don't give up a lot of points to the Rams tomorrow because right. the Rams offense sucks. Definitely more curious to see how this offense does look without Rob Gronkowski. Well, guys, that's the show. Uh, Ashish will be back next week. I'm glad to keep the seat warm and have a great weekend. See ya. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with?